and we are ready to go. So, um, hi everyone, welcome to Wave Dash 21. It's been a while since we did one of these, and it's an absolute pleasure to have the main Spag Swee. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, what an honor to be called that. And what's up, guys? And Mangetti Rip. Yep. Well, what's up, everyone? A, a pleasure to be here. A pleasure to be with these uh, fine lads here. Uh, looking forward to good conversation. As always. Absolutely. Always, always, always. And uh, today we're going to talk about uh, season six of The Wire. <laughs> 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 yeah, no. Um, but um, any. Oh my! Actually, that one was solid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about season four of Tekken Seven, of course. And uh, yeah, it's a lot to say. Uh, I think we've. Uh, when when did it, it? Man, time is. I have no sense of time anymore. It's it's all just kind of dissolved into a puddle. When did it come out again? It was like two weeks ago now. I think so. Uh... Like, uh, the 10th of November, I think mm. it was. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I think so. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's almost three weeks ago, I guess. Oh, yeah, no, so okay. Uh, something like two weeks. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, mm. about two weeks ago. Um, and yeah, I think we've all had enough time uh, with it by now. I mean, I think, I mean, in terms of balancing changes, it's a very, very conservative patch. Uh, even more so than like I think season one to season two was quite some of the changes to the characters were quite radical and season three was more conservative and I feel like season four is even more conservative than season three but what are your guys thoughts like your general thoughts on season four um general thoughts on season four um I think and we'll go I guess we'll go into it more in detail later but I suppose you know just initially if we're going to talk about it that the netcode is the biggest oh, thing yeah. about yeah, it yeah, right yeah, for sure um one of the things that has kept people um really happy and playing the game more than probably ever they have before um and just all the you know we'll go into it later but that's been the main oh, yeah, thing yeah. right and then when it comes to the changes the characters the new moves um it's always good to have new moves and stuff you know because um people can get excited that they're able to to, to utilize these moves in different ways and I see them people already figuring out the best ways to move, to use them which is pretty cool um balancing like like you said though pretty conservative didn't see much mm. changes to that many characters but then there were some significant changes to some characters too so yeah interesting mm. it's, it's, it's been interesting so far sure. uh yeah see the season four net code is the best thing about mm. it it's amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. uh so sad to see it took so many years to get it but you know better late than never mm -hmm. I guess. Um, so that's the biggest thing about it. And balancing, I'm actually quite happy and optimistic with it. I feel like uh, the gap between the strongest character and the weakest character eh, got a little bit more narrower. And characters that have been historically really bad, like Gigas and Lars, got some really interesting changes mm. in that it doesn't really... I, I feel Gigas is more solid than Lars. Uh, he's a better character. But they both have interesting new mechanics that I feel open up new mind games mm. and suddenly they're, they're more fun to play and they're slightly better. Mm. And I feel that is much better than transforming them into like top tiers. I don't believe everyone has to be top tier. Mm, I agree. So I'm, I'm quite happy with the balancing, to be honest. And Armor King with his new Shadow Needle. Oh, sorry. Shadow Needle is also more fun to play. Mm -hmm. 
overall, I'm super optimistic. The, the only like real duds to me is Bob and Devil Jin. Mm. With Devil Jin, mm. I'm hoping they revert up forward yeah, four. That change. And with Bob, up forward four and CD1 has to go, both of them, mm, I feel. Yeah. But that's my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but very, very positive. No, and I, I, I agree. Um, yeah, pretty much with all of that. I mean, I think the changes are mostly all make the game better. The netcode is a real, I mean, it's exactly what the game needed, especially in, in these times. It's, it's great to see. And I think, you know, uh, the general consensus is, is that it's pretty damn good. It's, it's the best netcode I can yeah. think of for a 3D fighter. Um, and I think Harada has said multiple times that the, uh, the challenges for creating netcode for a 3D fighter are quite distinct and unique as opposed to a 2D fighter due to all the animations. So, um, yeah, this is way better, the netcode, than, than Soul Calibur or, or... I mean, there aren't that many 3D fighters out there, but it's certainly better than no. Soul Calibur. It's better than uh, the few games of Dead or Alive 6 I've played. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but yeah, it's pretty damn, yeah. pretty damn good. I mean, it's it's a... I also want to mention that it's like it's it's like even the netcode buff have made it so that you know players who are in regions quite far away from me, the game now recognizes as well. These these guys are viable yeah. to you now. The connection is mm. so good that suddenly I'm I'm playing ranked and I'm playing against a, an Iranian Tekken mm. champ. And suddenly I'm you know I'm playing with people from like I never got paired with these guys yeah. when I and I've yeah. played a lot of ranked. It's awesome. Usually it was. Europe, you know, Italy, Spain, Finland, but now it's like the search area is so much greater and it, you know, it's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great man. It's like I've, I've been able to play uh, a sets with um, a lot of the Saudi Arabian guys that I've known for a very, very long time. And now I'm actually playing them and it's playable, not just playable, but like legit, like it's legit. If I, <laughs> if I'm losing, it's because I lost. And if I win, you know, it's, you know, so it's, yeah. it's super, super good. I think above all else, the most impressive thing about the, the net code is that I can play an Italian in five bars. That blew my mind. When I found yeah. an Italian yeah. and it said five bars, I thought there's nothing more to say. This is amazing. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I saw the same, uh, exact same thing. Uh, also historically, like Spain and Italy always have free bar. Mm. And now like yeah. five, it's uh yeah, that's yeah, it. I, it. I didn't think they'd be able to do it, man. I didn't think they'd be able to do that, but I, they made Italians and Spanish five bars, and yeah, shout out to Bannon. I'm going to tame it for that, man. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's magic. Um, so yeah, like, um, what's what's the farthest distance you guys have had a playable match? Because I've heard Spang, you played against people in like in New York, like UK to East Coast seems to be a thing now, or Europe to East Coast is apparently a thing. I played I played 75 games with Nashi. He's Nashi's from New Jersey. Oh, wow. uh, one of the best fang players in that in that region and like yeah it, it was it was very playable we played so much and we wouldn't have played that much if it was not playable yeah, like yeah. you know if it was if it was shit we'd just be like all right ggs after like maybe five or something but no we played 75 games i mean we just got lost we just kept playing and that's one of the things that i've always wanted for such a long time is the bridge between um usa and europe to oh, be yeah. um just a bit closer you know so that we could actually start playing again east coast to Europe, I feel like, is very doable. Mm. Um, the more you go out, the I guess the less playable it becomes. I tried to play Sonic Fox in, uh, uh, and it was kind of not not too bad, not too good. Um, mm. I think m both me and you, Adrian, we played it against uh, Rip, right? And it was playable-ish, yeah. right? But not the best. Yeah. Now, uh, West Coast remains 
free bar. Uh, it used to be free to two bar before, but that's a pretty solid free bar, but still not very playable. But yeah, East Coast is great. Usually was free bars to me. Now it's four pretty much consistently. Uh, mm. And yeah, there's not a whole lot of bad things to say. <laughs> Still for me, Asia remains pretty unplayable. South Korea. Yeah. yeah. Australia, obviously, is yeah. just uh, still <laughs> yeah. a nightmare. But oh well. Um this is mm. huge for the American scene, though, because it finally means East Coast and West Coast can. I wish we had an, an American guest on uh, on on the show today, so they could they could yeah. tell us about their experience with it. But like I've heard that East Coast to West Coast is now a thing, and it and it works yes, out. Yes, it wasn't before, and I know this because you know some organizational stuff that we were doing. Um, one of the biggest uh, challenges for some stuff that we were planning was that East Coast and West Coast is not a good connection. Um, I then made sure that I asked plenty of people, um, how is it now? Like, I didn't just ask one or two, I asked a lot of people and they're like, all of them said it's good now, it's playable. So it's great for the American scene now because I think they even did a Wednesday night fights with um, East Coast and West Coast players, which I think is pretty cool now. You know, it's connected the United States a lot more now. And I heard that those guys in America, like West Coast, they can play Japanese players in like a decent collection. So that's pretty crazy too. Yeah, mm. I... I I mean, I've played against uh, a friendly tree in Australia, and that was on the verge of playable. I mean, we could we could just about get our game plans out. Um, and I also pl- uh, tried playing against uh, Main Man on the other side of the world, and that was distinctly not playable. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. there are there are limits. You can't literally play someone across the other end of the world. But I yeah. think your your range, your pool. Um, your competitive pool is way bigger than it used to be, and yeah, like and people locals like people in Japan, Korea. That's that's basically like like offline, uh, as as close mm. as it has been in recent memory. Um, so yeah, yeah. it's 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 great. <laughs> it's great. Most important thing is most important thing is that you know the people in your region, you know the the, the connection will be good. You know, if I'm mm. getting four bars with someone who's stand the road from me. Or like, if I'm playing someone from Belgium and which is not too far away, France and Ireland or something like that should be good. It should be playable. And I feel like in season three it just wasn't like a lot of the time, and it just put people off. Even if they didn't mind the added volatility to Tekken that has kind of been added throughout the seasons, if they still like to play the game, which many, most of us do, um, they couldn't because of the connection. Now they can. That's the main thing, right? Mm. And uh, yeah, so I. It's just been great all around, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and no, I, I think um, like resounding success on on the netcode. I mean, they kind of nailed it. So mm, yeah. yeah, great job, great job. And I mean, you know, it's it's kind of rare to get that four years. I mean, the game is actually like cl- coming close to six years now. I mean, getting that mm. <laughs> in this at this stage in the game's life. I mean, is... it it did take a pandemic though. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. You know, a global <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes you've got to adapt with the times. And I feel yeah. like this was one of those moments, you know. there's not It's not every day a, a global pandemic takes place. But in a way, if you want a silver lining, uh, you yeah. know, we've got this new netcode. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, do you think this would have happened without COVID? Do you think they would have given us this netcode? I don't think so. Because offline tournaments would have just, you know, they yeah. would have distracted everyone. And yeah. uh, they just would have been focused on that probably still. And, you know, just uh, carrying on every year after year. But it's, yeah, I don't think so. I think the pandemic definitely plays in, as you say, but I think this has been in the plans for a while. I think this ties a little bit into 
the frame data being released as well. Uh, I, I know it was something happening there with season three where it started to sound like they were listening more to the fans and especially with the criticism of Leroy and everything going on. And I just feel like the frame data was sort of an early indicator that we've loosened up. We're going to try and modernize the product. And I think rollback netcode requests for that go back to the initial launch of the game in 2017. And I think that was another check mark uh, Mm. for them. And I think they're also probably in production with Tekken 8 and they're trying to sort out the netcode for Tekken 8. So I think I think it all ties in. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I think you're right. I think it probably was in the pipeline, but like COVID kind of you know lit a fire there and they Oh kinda, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean like they are certainly listening more to the community and listen uh, understanding our needs a bit more. As you said, um frame data was the big first like you know the first brick out of the like the berlin wall sharing yeah yeah exactly exactly um but like i mean could could you know would i like to see stuff like more detailed patch notes in the future for sure yeah but it's great to see that progress is being made and we're being listened to and yeah you know, I'm very, very grateful. I think we should all be. Yeah, that's the main thing, that. isn't it? Like, you know yeah. that you, when you have a concern that it's being listened to, because that yeah. conference they did, uh, Harada and Murray, when they did that that that, that conference and uh, that stream where they they basically addressed every issue that people spoke about. Like, yeah. oh yeah, you guys told us this, you guys told us that, mm. and you said you were also concerned about this, and we've heard you, and we're gonna try to to fix these things. And even if I'm not, I'm not saying they haven't fixed mm. those issues, but even if they weren't to, weren't gonna do it the right way you can at least take comfort in the fact that they are trying or have mm. at least heard you, right? Which yeah. I've, I don't think is the case for a lot of different games and developers. They don't do that. They don't communicate with their with their fans and their their, their patrons and players as, as much as those guys do. So, I mean, yeah, I'm very, very grateful. I feel like we should be for, for that anyway. For sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, I think when it comes to, especially like Japanese fighting games, I, I think Tekken's pretty much number one in this respect now. Um, mm. I mean, chat. Like, let me let me know if I'm if I'm if I'm forgetting something really big here. But um, yeah, you know, I I feel like things with the the dialogue between developers and and uh, community has improved quite a bit uh, recently. And, and I think there are still steps that can be taken. But um, yeah, good shit, really good stuff. Thank you very much. And mm. We're very very grateful. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk a bit about the um, the balancing changes. We we hit we uh, grazed on it a bit earlier, but uh, I I guess all three of us are happy with the general direction they've taken. Uh, or are you yeah. Not? Um, I except for Katarina being overpowered, I think it's <laughs> <laughs> OP. OP. Yeah. yeah, Eddie and Katarina. Yeah, yeah, too much. Yeah. Too <laughs> <laughs> um, I the thing is, I was hoping uh, that this would be a, and I was very doubtful they'd do this, but I was hoping season three to season four would be like a Tekken five to Dark Resurrection deal, where the majority of the changes were nerfs. Actually, I really do feel, and I still <laughs> feel that that the majority of the cast is entirely too strong. I I am um, an advocate of buffs over nerfs, but I also think that the characters are. So, like, I think they outshine the system at this point. 
and there is an imbalance here. Like the characters yeah. are stronger than the system, and I think the game would be more fun and deeper if those characters were toned down to give way for more individualistic player expression. That's what I wanted to see. But having said that, the game season four is currently speaking probably the most balanced version of Tekken Seven ever. Oh yeah, ever. Mm. Um. Uh, yeah, I mean the thing the thing is about it is that like you've you've added they've added in these um these mechanics, and you can't expect them to to get rid of them now. Yeah, like this yeah. spike into launcher hitting grounded flipping you over that that kind of stuff that didn't exist before, mm. which exists now in 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 you know quite quite heavily now in season four um you can't get rid of that stuff which it's it's, it's like this vortex thing you know like um, a kazuya forward forward four a, a devil yeah. gene back four these um horong um plasma blade back three these sort of moves so i'm mean, not going to get rid of that stuff that stuff is quite annoying to a lot of players um but like you said it is balanced in the sense that most characters have this thing most characters mm. have these things that can put you into a vortex and the oki is really strong um but what i want you guys to do is Go back to Tekken World Tour Season 1, you know, the, in 2017. Just watch a match. Watch JDCR versus Saint or something. Mm. And just look at the combos they do. You'll be surprised. You'll feel like it's a different game. It really is. You watch it yeah. and you're like, he didn't get the wall from that combo? Like, wait a minute, what? Is that the optimal stuff? Like, JDCR, like, what, yeah. watch these guys play. And it just seems like a completely different game. So um, I'm hoping that... I, I actually like the direction. And this, this is answering your question. I like the direction because um, they have balanced... Uh, they made... You know, worse characters a little bit better, but not too much that they're too overwhelming. Um, you know, we'll talk about uh, Kunimitsu later, but she hasn't come in and she hasn't joined the game as a broken character like Leroy, for example, or Fakumram. Um, you know, and I, I think uh, I'm, I'm quite hopeful for the future. And I like maybe I think it's more of a mechanical thing more than mm. more than anything. Yeah. Of what they need to do. Yeah. Mm. I find it interesting you mentioning Jack and Dragonov in uh, season one, the Dream Team. They had so much success with Saint and JDCR. Yeah. And uh, I took a great, a big look at Dragonov earlier today, and it's like, it's almost laughable how legacy he feels <laughs> compared to many of the DLC characters or yeah. these really buffed legacy characters like uh, Paul, still like super buff, Jin, super buff. Um, mm. And Jack, like what a genius Anakin is, because that character, it's like, you look at it, uh, as you said, Spag, his combos, it's like his wall travel is pretty much half <laughs> in season yeah. one. You would be amazed seeing some of Jack's wall travel and, mm. you know, the wall combo, back three, two, shoulder, you were like, oh, that hits really mm. hard. But these days, it's like, it's mm. a joke in comparison <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it it's is, yeah. no wonder certain characters are just falling off because certain characters are just like mm. bound Power to creep. a rock up to the sky. It's like, and with the nerfs to Geese and Paul, Jin, some players writing me like, oh, they're dead, they're dead. And I'm like, they're still <laughs> godlike. <laughs> it's just, yeah, people... it's, for example, with Geese, some people saying Geese is dead. And it's like, no, his fucking room no, was no, no. super overpowered yeah. in season three. Yeah, yeah. Should mm -hmm. never have been like that. Yeah. I uh... I mean, we'll talk about a bit about characters later, but I mean, I was talking a bit about Dinosaur, uh, with Dinosaur a bit earlier, about who we think the best characters are in season four. And oh, I, I, I honestly think it's probably, just, just to be straight up, I think it's Geese, Julia, Steve, um, to me. But we'll, mm. we'll, 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 get, we'll get to that a bit later. I mean, a lot of people mm. in the chat are saying um, that season one was the most balanced. And 
You know, if, if we were still playing season one, the game would be yeah. the Kazumi and Geese show. Like, like unquestioned. But I think Dragunov and Jack would have fallen Haku off a bit. Haku season one as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We just, just didn't know. That's no, the but he's, yeah. he's a god in season one. Like, mm. the, yeah, we the, didn't know. Kazumi was super you know strong as well. Are he built in season one? It's like, yeah, no. Yeah. You're looking. I think people are looking back on season one with rose-tinted glasses, and yeah. like, like, like mm. the game was uh, relatively st- still quite new then. Like we've 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 explored this game so much in the past three years. We've kind of, you know it's it's the first Tekken that's really kind of been released in when social media, the social media age, really, and that just accelerates the rate at which we yeah. discover new tech. Um, so the flaws of the game at, at season four are that much more obvious. Then yeah, yeah, because yeah. we've, we've, we've discovered more about the game as time has gone on. Yeah. Um, but it's like, yeah, just you can see we're talking about the direction, right? Yeah. So they gave Jin that new laser scraper thing, yeah, where it kind of oh. um it flips you over at the wall. Oh, yeah. So that's their oh, new yeah. combo. Yeah. That just shows to me again that they're trying to uh, one thing that they want to do is uh, make everybody's Oki a lot better. So if you have this flip over mechanic, you you have to tech roll or stay on the floor, and it puts you into fifty fifty after a. You know, they've added, they gave Jin that crazy new wall, com- uh, wall carry in season three. So you're most likely yeah. going to find a, a combo. And Jin's combos haven't historically been the best anyway, right? Like, but they've they've added that in. Then, you know, his combo at the wall was already good with um, the Danback 2 2 string, but they added in this new one where it flips you over. And now you've got to take a mix up again. So that they, I feel like they really want to make this a explosive game just by mm. looking at that. Because that's something they added in season four. Gave him wall carry season three. Season four, they're giving him the, the, the new flip over, uh, flip over move to, uh, for, for added Oki. So, yeah, I feel like they want it. I don't, I don't know. We're, we're in a situation right now where it's kind of like one combo um, wall carry. Like Kunimitsu's wall carry. Was, like, like yeah. so many characters have a wall carry now. And if you have flip over Oki as well, yeah. then you're going to, I don't know. It's, it's tough. Yeah, the, the the trend. To, I mean, we we've talked about this on a bunch of um, episodes in the past, but the trend. It's not just in tech, and it's in a lot of fighting games. That the trend towards more explosive, exciting, come back in a package kind of gameplay. Um, and I guess it makes for more exciting streams. Maybe I think it's I think it's a bit forced and a bit artificial. Um, mm. I don't know. I guess it's about opinion, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, if you even if you're Korean or Pakistani, it doesn't matter. If you get you get hit by that wall combo by Jin. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not just singling out Jin. I'm talking about any character that has that sort of thing. I mean, you got to take the mix up again, you know, um, yeah. which I suppose is going to, it's going to allow for lesser skilled players to get wins over the stronger players. Because in like, we don't have to talk about Tekken Tag 2 where JDCR just bodied everyone, you know, utilizing that sidestep block system and just being amazing at the game. I, I personally think JD Sock could still be the best player in the world if he played more seriously like he used to. But, um, you know, the guys, I'm not trying to discount him, but like, it's super, super crazy how in Tag 2, it, whenever he went, was in a tournament, you just knew who's going to win. Now, at least we have a yeah. situation where it's like, okay, who, I guess I wonder who's going to win here. Because, you know, there's times where Arslan doesn't even make top eight. Maybe um, like, like at Evo Japan, even though there was Leroy. But, you know, Chikorin, no one, did, no one really thought Chikorin was going to win the World Tour. Um, and he ended up winning it. Knee didn't win. People were, you know, so we're not getting the same results, which I think is is good. Um, I know we haven't had offline tournaments, but right, it's good to see that there's a bit of variety anyway. And it might be down to that system change. I don't know. Yeah, I think if you give give JDCR like strong movement, is well, arguably the best player in the world. Oh, yeah. I think he's just so hurt mm-hmm. by uh, the movement 
uh, and it re just reinforces that seeing him go immediately with Dragunov and dropping Hiachi very early in mm. Attack and Seven uh, lifespan. Um, but honestly, this is just a continued like simplifying or dumbing down of Tekken, which has been going on since honestly Tag One, um, and it's just something we accept. And the game is just full of dumb shit. It's still a great game, but it's just full of dumb shit. And the bloating is extreme. I know Leffen has been talking about it. Uh, I've been talking about it before, and I also feel like there's just too much stuff in the game. Mm. And I think Bandai Namco see stuff as production value. Look how much stuff we have. Yeah. They never want to take 50 characters. Out. Then yeah. you have move lists that are like five books, and it's like when do we have enough stuff? Can anyone really learn to apply all of this stuff? Mm. No. Mm. No one can. And then you have, it's like people hate uh, when people say it, but it's like Rangshu winning, did he win because he was an amazing fucking player? Yes, but did the character Kuma have something to do with it? I think absolutely so. Mm. Yeah, unfamiliar I mean, unfamiliarity is, is, is huge. I mean, you know, how often do you get yeah. to play against a Kuma player of that level? It's, it's very rare. And again, it's not to bring down um rung choose you know play on that day he played out of his mind that no day. but it is another factor co to consider in that equation mm. i mean look at, at the end of the day um uh season four compared to season one it's it's, it's almost a different game i feel not in i'm not saying for better or worse but um at least for for in my in my perspective um i want to ask you guys this question if you were a newer player uh, and you joined in the season four, do you reckon it would be off-putting to you with how much crazy stuff there is in the game now compared to season one? Do you reckon, you know, the reason why we saw so many new players come and stick with the game in 2017 was because the way the game was back then? Should it go back to that sort of that sort of style now? Would it prevent? Will, will new players be prevented from playing the game with the way it is right now? Is what I'm asking. I, I, I think. Um... A more important question is, is the game better for all this stuff is it is it better for having like you know so many moves are sort of viable with each character and there are so many characters does this make the game more fun like they added a billion non-jailing mid high strings for season four are these moves fun mm. to deal with is it fun to yeah. like learn oh that's the mid gotta duck the high like <laughs> Yeah. And those like at, at a at a high level, those are just combo filler <laughs> generally, or um or punishment tools. But they're they're actually quite OP if if you don't know to duck the high. But once you do, they're kind of redundant. As I said, it's combo filler. So like, is it fun? Is it fun to deal with those moves? And I don't think so. I mean, I, you mentioned main man like they've added stuff, but stuff is not depth. I see depth as a as a yeah. set of tools, and you can like they don't have to be that many tools, but that can be used in infinite ways infinite possibilities to express yourself and create a game plan and yeah i think it gets away in that i think it obstructs it i mean i've, I've said this like a billion times on the show but it, it is just too much and i think the game would be better were it not for those things and it would be more inviting and it'll be more fun at a high level too yeah but it's pretty apparent also that they have no clue what to do with with a lot of characters and it's easy to understand why in that Usually you'd have a Tekken game and then four years later a Tekken game and then maybe five years later another Tekken game 
between those five years, the balancing team decides, okay, change that, change that a little bit. Now we've had, like, I don't know, how many balance patches and seasons where, where you get enough changes to almost justify new attacking game with every single new season and patch. And it's like, they've worked on these characters. It's almost like you've seen four regular titles, Tekken titles, in all of these changes. You know, it's like uh, mm. they're just changing the characters more in three years than they've done in like what, 10, 15 years? <laughs> I don't know. So mm. it's, uh, it's probably no wonder that they're maybe a little bit lost in like, what do we give Ayachi? What do we give this character? And suddenly everyone gets yeah, a high high or a high mid or mid high, whatever. Uh, or season three, it was basically combo utility. Mm. Um, but they know that we want changes because, you know, no matter if they nerf or buff my character, I just want to see changes because it freshens things up to me. Yeah. Um, but mm. uh, it must be super hard to do this. Oh, and with yeah. 50 characters, how... Well, it gets but, exponentially yeah, difficult. Back question, it's like, um, as a new player, no, I would be like, how the fuck do I get into this? Yeah. And it's yeah. like these days, I mean, I'm a, I've been playing Tekken for 25 years, but there are at least 10 characters in this game. I just, I know it's horrible to say, but I just dodge them. If I run into like Chloe and Ranked, I'm like, you don't exist to me. And I fight once and then I leave because it's like, I'm just not interested. There's too many other characters to prioritize. And I'm not a competitive player. So that puts me in a different position. But yeah, it is too much. Too much. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I, I, I agree with that. I agree with I, that. Um, you make a great point as well that, um, because it's been this system of like Tekken game, four years, five years, another Tekken game. And now for the first time, they've actually had to change the game um, during those four or five years. And yeah. it seems like what they've, they maybe done it too much. You know, mm. instead of just changing characters, they've thought of different ways of how can we, what can we do to make it different now? And they may have yeah. changed it a bit too much more than they should have in hindsight. Um because yeah, like you said, realistically, what we want is just changes, not necessarily buffs or nerfs. But like Katarina was a great example. In season one, she was a a certain way, um, and in season two, she did get buffed, but um, she was changed a lot more than she was buffed. Yeah. Like uh, you had to play her completely different. I spoke to Grilanda about this, and you know when the changes happened in season two, and <laughs> they nerfed a lot of things, but they changed her so much. And now you had to like prioritize using forward forward two as a as a whiff punisher instead of hop kick. Um, you know, and other yeah. certain things as well. You couldn't use a full crack mix up as you could before. Mm. Um, more more reliance on the Harrier stance. That's just that character. I think they did a good job with changing her, making her, you know, making you play her in a different way. But yeah, yeah, I think instead of just like giving nerfs and buffs, you know, try to figure out a way. And it's not easy, like I said, like you said, it's not easy, but figure out ways that you could just, you know, prioritize maybe like if you're playing Lars, oh, this stance has become really good now. Let's we have to use this stance more instead of that stance. Or, yeah. you know, oh, this full catch mix-ups are a lot better now. So this character is a lot more dependent on full catch mix-ups instead of her, you know, or his standing poking. So it's just okay. stuff like that, which I think would be better. There's a really yeah. interesting comment, actually, uh, which is the meta always dulls out and changes at a higher level of gameplay because optimization uh, supersedes variety. So, and I think that's, that's tr very true to an extent. Um... But also, I feel that like in in previous Tekken games, um, there were 
there was a greater variety of um, play styles at high level. I feel like Tek- Tekken 7 has become sort of like the down forward one show. And the big reason for that is is because movement is, is just not consistent, reliable, yeah. very strong in this game. So ultimately, the, the brawler characters win this. Like the characters that can yeah. get in your face and, and lock you down and control the momentum of a game, of a match with just down forward ones and pokes and like good jabs. Like there's, a, there's always the characters that, 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 that do well. Um, yeah. So like, again, like I, 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 I feel like, and, and this is going back to the Mishimas, like they, they've done so much to the Mishimas to make them viable in the system, oh which, God. right? But I still don't think they're going to win tournaments. That's the thing. <clears throat> um, it's so, uh, sorry, I hope I'm not interrupting you, but it was so interesting playing, um, I played Tag 2 this weekend with some friends and uh, I'm playing Kazuya. And when you look at his tools on paper, you're like, oh, Tekken yeah. 7 Kazuya kills this Kazuya. I mean, my mm-hmm. God, the tools on Tekken 7 Kazuya, his frames, his damage, his combos. Oh, my God, there's no comparison. But if you just miss the fundamental distinction that Tag, tag 2 Kazuya exists in an environment that just suits his game plan so much yes. more. Yes. Yeah, stronger movement. Yes. And that's stronger movement is just that much more deadlier for his character archetype than just buffing 10 moves over and over and over. It's like he doesn't need that. Just give him killer movement and the character's top tier exactly. by default. And it's it's so interesting just looking at the different environments of Tag 2 and what it does for Armor King inside of the Tag 2 world. He's a yes. god. Yes. Take him yes. outside of that world into Tekken 7. He has buffed frames, buffed reach, buffed this, buffed this. It still doesn't work because his archetype requires movement. Right. Um, I, it's, I find it super interesting. What, I mean, what, what they've done with Mishimas from like season one uh, or even 7.0 up until season four. It's like they've given them really oppressive Okizeme. They've given them better lows. They've made their Godfist track better. They've reduced the whiff recovery. They've they've made them they've made them stronger characters in every way, but they're still not as good as they were relative to the other characters compared to Tag Two, um, and that's just yeah. because their whole game plan like is about movement, baiting whiffs, whiff punishing, and you can't do that as well. Um, yeah, and I I was hoping for season four that they would just give them a better backdash, give them a better sidestep, but they they of course they continue in the direction that they have for the past six years and that they they gave Kazuya like ah you know a safe mid <coughs> counter hit combo you know uh from wave dash yeah. which sounds great on paper but it's not gonna make him win any tournaments <laughs> he still has the no. same problems that he did before he, he he can't control the pace of a match he's still gonna get down forward one to death by Shaheen from the other end of the screen um yeah I, but it's that's uh, uh, the way Tekken Seven is. It's uh, it's poking. I also, also don't know about that, man. Like at the end of the day, like with how with how um, the game is now, like mm. I feel like most characters can win tournaments. No, oh, they can. Think about it. They can. John Ding, John Ding won and was very consistent with Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. And that was predominantly. If anyone that's played John Ding and and knows the guy, he has a very strong mind game. Yeah. And so he's taking this character Eddie. And uh, a character that which most pl- people say is 
probably the weakest character in the game, or one of them anyway. And he's been able to win because he's able to know what you're going to do. He conditions you with his with those with those very limited tools that he has, and puts you into fifty fifties. Um, you know, with you know, his mix mix up potential with Eddie isn't the best, mm. but he still does it, and he and he manages to win with it. Mm. Now, I think a lot of it is down to the player than the character itself, and that's very important that oh, we yeah. talk about. Yeah, because, yeah. for example, when Julia came out, and I was so confused as to why people weren't winning with her, because I'm like, look, on paper and even in in practice, like this character is very strong, and other people are like, oh, I know, but I don't, I don't know, feel like I don't know, she's not that strong, I can't win with her, blah blah. blah. And even Bronson was saying, like, I, I don't want to misquote him, but even he was like, yeah, this character's good. And I think some, certain people are just playing her the wrong way, trying to focus too much on 50-50. She's a very strong character. And now all of a sudden there's like, <clears throat> I think ever since Mikio's uh, performance at EVA Japan, people are like, damn, Julia's really strong. And even like pro players like Book and other people are saying, oh, we need to nerf Julia. So mm-hmm. it's like, let's let's not like, I don't know. I, I think that Kazuya could very easily win a tournament. It's all he about could. the player. Absolutely. Let's say if Chok say, if Chokse started to travel, if uh, Ikari started to travel, like if these people, these these strong players that don't travel, if they started to go to tournaments, what would happen if all of a sudden then um, Chokse won a tournament and, and then would be, and Bowl of Love, let's say Bowl of Love and Chokse start traveling everywhere and then they win tournaments and people are like, oh shit, because dude is really strong, we need to nerf him. I think we we focus too much on like tournament, um, this is a separate point, but we, we focus too much on tournament wins to to say how strong a character is. I think we should look on paper. And I think on paper, there's so many characters that can win tournaments, man. Like, because because the mechanic change of, you know, once I've hit you with, a, for example, Kazuya, I've hit you with a hell sweep. In tag two, I could stay on the floor, eat a damn back three and get up back into neutral. Now, if I stay on the floor, forward, forward, forward. And even if I try to get up that forward, 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 I block it and you're safe on block, right? So it's like the mix up after the, the hell sweep with Kazuya is very, is very hard to, well, difficult and annoying to deal with. Um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. And I've been watching, you know, main man, you've been part of uh, Ryan Hart's uh, Kazuya League. The amount of comebacks mm. that character makes, you know, because it just takes that oh, one yeah. Yeah, that's, electric that's thing. Or, you know, that's thing. one hell sweep. Yeah, once you've hit that hell sweep, you're in a vortex now. You're forced into a vortex because of the <laughs> yeah, ground hitting four That's like in seven. Oh, you got a knockdown low? That's <laughs> unseeable. It's like, yeah, comeback king. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no, I'm not, I'm not complaining about Kazuya. He's a great character and I don't want that to change. But I feel like the system maybe rewards certain characters a little bit too much. But yeah, I, uh, that's that's a very subjective analysis. Um, but I'm I'm happy with uh, with Tekken 7. But would I hate stronger movement? Uh, absolutely not. It would allow mm-hmm. people to be more creative with what is already there, in my opinion. And yes, I mean, certain players, well, a lot of players, um, players are more important than the characters. It's like, uh, uh, you brought up an example there, and I love the example of, uh, is, is it Akon, this lay player from the Ivory mm. Coast, who mm. smoked me at Evo? Like, mm. uh, was it, or was it Jimmy? Jimmy I don't Jimmy, remember. Jimmy. Yeah, but he made it look so easy with lay. Uh, mm. So, absolutely. It's, and Gigas uh, won a tournament uh, in Korea, I think, not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Every character can win a tournament. Any, it, this is the most balanced Tekken. Like, I think that I, I don't think that's even a subjective statement there. Like, yeah, at, at yeah. this point, I, I, there are some people who think that season four is more unbalanced than season three. I, I'm not sure I agree there, but Tekken seven has always been, relative to any other Tekken, incredibly balanced. Even season three, um, maybe not when Leroy was kind of doing his thing, but. Um, do you remember like, how they motivated that, saying season three is more balanced? How? What do you mean? 
But do you remember how they motivated that standpoint, saying that season three is more balanced than season four? Mm, like, how did they? What what did they say? Like, as yeah, they did they give some argumentation or explanation as to as to why? Oh, um, like I, like yeah, similar reason to season four. I mean, at the beginning of season three, the stronger characters were made weaker, and the weaker characters made stronger. Then Leroy came out, and then. Oh dear. And then Falcon Room came yeah. out and he kind of dominated the scene as well. But I think season three at the beginning of its life was again ob objectively the most balanced tech and we've we've ever had. And I think I feel... people just get emotional, man. Yeah. People get emotional. Like they'll see the, the Bob changes in Devil Jin and some other yeah. characters and be like, This is unbalanced. Unbalanced yeah. game, unbalanced season. It was way better before. You know, it's just they I think they think before they speak, I guess. They have to think really hard about this. Not an easy question to answer, you know, if uh, if it's more balanced or less balanced. Um, I, yeah. I, yeah, I there's always a lot of um, hyperbole when it comes to, you know, oh, Bob is broken now because, well, is he? I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not, I mean, he's definitely a lot stronger than before. Um, and again, I think like any character in this game can win a tournament, even Gigas. Yeah. Kazuya certainly, Kazuya is super, super <clears throat> strong. But this game is not a new game. This game has been out for nearly six years now and trends, I mean, you can see the trend, like close range brawler type characters tend to be the ones that do the best. And that, and that matches what, what the game is on paper, which is it's, it's, it's hard to use movement to get to defuse offensive situations. Yeah, that, mm. that's it, really. Um, yeah, so that's why I think that you have to look at, the, you have to look on paper, man. Yeah. You really have to look on paper because we haven't got tournaments right now anyway. Uh, but even if we did, we have to realize that it's the player that wins the tournament of most course, of the time, of not course. the character. Yeah, because uh, we're, we're not going to talk, a... we we talk about Evo Japan. Yeah, but most of the time, you know, it's the player, right? So I feel like, okay, let's say for example, if Ulsan decided I'm going to play Bob and I'm going to play this this tournament with just Bob, mm -hmm. and he wins the tournament, he beats Ni 3-0, he beats Lohai, Moel, and all these guys. Uh, what do you think people are going to start saying? You know, Bob is broken. Oh my god, nerf him, nerf him, nerf him. Uh, let's say Ulsan won the second World Tour Finals. You could easily have done it. You came second last time. Well, if we had Bob this this season, Bob, because that's one of his main characters, by the way. And mm. if he won with Bob, then of course everyone's going to start complaining about him. But what about, let's 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 talk before that. Let's talk before Ulsan uses Bob. Let's talk before a, a tournament win with Bob and look on paper and say, is it reasonable for him to have a 15 frame uh, launcher now, which he's mm. never had before, which was always one of his weaknesses, but he was still a good character. Is it reasonable for him to have Crouch Dash 1 which has insane pushback on block and it's decent on block as well. It's not like minus nine, I think it's a minus yeah. six or something. Um, and it's a launcher on normal hit. Is that is that reasonable? That's what we should be asking. Instead of looking to, um, I'm not saying you guys are doing this, but what I'm saying is instead of looking to like tournament wins and stuff like that, mm. uh, let's just ask, is that kind? Of, is that reasonable? And if if we can analyze it and say, nah, I don't think so. With with the way Bob is, he doesn't need that. And I think it's really overwhelming. Then we can, we should, we should uh, proceed uh, from there. Um, yeah. Do, do you want to go first, main man, or can I take a stab? No, I just I... wanted to maybe chip in that uh, and the humility of knowing that even someone like me was like Akuma is trash <laughs> for like what, <laughs> two and a half years. <laughs> it's like yeah. Well, yeah. those guys even you know it's literally the world is upside down. But it's like okay, may maybe this game is very very complicated. Yeah. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, Tekken is like you know a boundless ocean. It's depth. It's it's like even when even the best player in the world can can get Akuma wrong, who was kind of an unknown quantity at that point, and yeah, Akuma at that point was way 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 stronger than he is now. And I actually feel oh, that yeah. season four Akuma might not be top five anymore. Uh, but we'll oh, I think about... he's top one. You still think? Yeah, so? me too. Yeah, no, I I think at this point. <laughs> No, I think at this point we'll see though. Like we'll see when it comes to tournaments if he, if he still pulls through. But I think the damage nerfs have built up to a point where he can't rob you from a down three or a down two anymore. Uh, I, I don't he know still that, hurts like a truck, yeah. and with those easy yeah. mode combos, and now you know dick jab into ex tatsu, mm. uh, and the damage is still there. It's mm. still enormous, mm. um, and he still ten frame launches you. Uh, mm. Still builds a lot of meter. Still has a down free that you know if he goes for the big boy combo is what up to plus seven on block. Should you block it? Otherwise, he launches you for God knows how much damage. Uh, yeah, I think he's still number one. It's like yeah, yeah. and and I, I feel like we might be getting it's it's dangerous and it's scary to think that we might just be getting used to Akuma having that damage now, mm. and I don't yeah. ever want to get used to that. I don't like. I don't give a damn if the Akuma players are gonna start talking shit about me in their Discord. I don't care. Like, I don't want to get used to that shit. That's it's so <laughs> unreasonable. I hate it, and what? I think most people hate it, right? But it is what it is, man. You know, it, it, <laughs> and, and, and why did they buffer range on his down four? That that I did yeah. not get. <laughs> that like, was a that's one of the most important tools. <laughs> you needed like, that. <laughs> it was already perfected by Pakistanis going tip range, tip range. No one can punish. It's like, and then you buffer range. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's stupid, man. I don't know. Um, it was funny because I was talking to Super Akuma about it, yeah? And he's like, oh my god, Spag, Akuma's dead now. I was like, really? What, what's happened? Because I didn't know about the patch the patch notes at the time. So I was like, what happened? What happened? What's happened to Akuma? Dude, they like nerfed the damage on this one move. Like, every, I don't know what it is about Akuma players, but every one of them, they just seem to just say that their character's dead when they get nerfed by like one thing. I remember when Ford Ford Ford... <laughs> well, I'm not saying it's exclusive to Akuma players, but they do that shit as well. I mean, it's crazy. Like, Ford, 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 account hit launcher got taken away, and everybody was like, dead character, trash, just forgetting yeah. that they can launch from a tent from a jab and then down three. Like, um, but yeah, like on the topic of Bob, um, about his up forward four, I, I don't think, I think he's a less interesting character for it, and they really. Oh, yeah. re- I think they really tried to with, with with this patch. They really seem to want to to plug in. There's so many characters got 12 frame punishers like Miguel, uh, Nina, Marduk for some reason. Yeah, Marduk, uh, yeah, yeah. I am I'm, I'm really not on board with the Marduk changes at all either. To be honest with you, um, that's one is insane. When yeah. when you note that you know that it also works from full crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it, it was not supposed to have a dedicated 12 frame punisher from standing. He has some of the weakest while standing punish, and then like two birds with one stone, and they give him bad. <laughs> like, well, why? Yeah. Like, yeah. like Marduk is, is supposed to be like you know the crazy nuclear bomb of a character. He explodes on you, and you can die off one launch, right? But yeah. he, he also, due to his frame data, he's a bit sluggish. It can be hard for him to get started in the first place. That's the design of the character. I get that. So why? Why is his down forward one better than Jack's? Right? Like, well, that, that move should be like at least minus 14. 
You At paid least. $6 for Marduk, Arya. You need to get something <laughs> out of it. <laughs> like, why? Like, what's, what is, uh, what is Gigas' down back to on block? It's like, is it? Uh, 14. Minus 14, 14, right? What is, uh, Marduk's quarter circle for? 12. Minus 12, yeah. Like, yeah. counter hit 59 <laughs> damage for <more> break. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. as, as if, as if Marduk didn't already have a billion good lows and mids, like, he needs it. <laughs> he needs it. That rage drive. He needs it. I think I think I think Marduk is an insanely strong tournament character. He's he's a real yeah. dark horse of a character. He can he's he's up there. I think if, if we're talking about first to two, yeah, Marduk mm. is easily top ten. I think easily. easily. He's a thief, um, man. He can rob you, man. I've seen some sure. robberies, especially that rage drive, man. If you do a combo into the rage drive and all the unscaled damage afterwards, if you guess correctly on the uh, man, it's just crazy what, what that character can do. And the down forward one, like the the launcher in tag two, um, it used to um track to his weak side. So there was like a mix up. I remember I used to love playing as Mark because it was like the mind game of all right, this is his weak side. But if I step to the weak side, then he can always down forward one me and launch me for it. And that will be his hard read on my sidestep in it. Uh, but in this game, it's like homing. It, it, you can't step it. So no matter what yeah. you do, down forward one will hit you. And it's just one of those things which, uh, again, in Tekken 7, which kind of just stops you from wanting to sidestep. This is a 3D game. This shouldn't really be. It's like when they added uh, homing hell sweeps. Mm. It was like, come on, man. You're just preventing me from playing 3D. Do you want, if you wanted to make it a 2D game, make it a 2D game. But like... I, you know, I want to be able to sidewalk and and, and use utilize this. But when you when you're able to throw out down forward ones and do shitloads of damage, if I if I sidestep, mm. you know, it's not, <laughs> yeah. not it's not it's not the nicest, man. Oh yeah, and yeah. did it go cha- did it get changed to minus, to 15 frames? Yeah, so in tech tech yeah. seven, they made it 15 now. It used yeah. to be 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like that. that oh yeah, it's part. Yeah. Like again, that, that they did the same was... with Anna too. Yeah, Anna's used to be uh, Anna's down forward two in season three was 16 frames. It was one of her weaknesses. Uh, now they made it 15. This is the thing is the reason yeah, I don't I, like that oh, move oh. is that like it'd be fine on someone like maybe like Jack. That's base. It's basically mm. a better Jack down four two. It just doesn't match his archetype. It's like the same reason I didn't like Paul's uh, shoulder in uh, season three. Like, why does this mix-up character have such a strong panic move? I mean, and then they fixed it for season four, which is great. Like, it's it's quite consistent to um to punish now. The the pushback's been reduced. You don't get a free death fist anymore. You kind of got a pseudo replacement with his new power crush, but it's not as good. Um, yeah. but like moves like that still stand out. Like, does how does this serve the character? How does this serve the character's identity? Um, yeah, and yeah, you know, I think they could have done a bit more. And again, going back, going back, it's it's a question of identity. Like, one of Bob's mm. weaknesses was he couldn't launch you at minus fifteen. Steve can't launch you at minus fifteen. Anna couldn't launch you at minus fifteen. Mm. Um, now, well, two of them can. Steve still can't, mm. and I'm, I'm glad he yeah. can't. Um. Yeah, but it's yeah, that it's not, it's... stuff that makes the game so interesting. Oh, mm-hmm. Johnny, you're going up against a Bob player. Do remember, you know, yeah. golden rule mm-hmm. in this matchup. Mm-hmm. You play Negan, you can just throw your power crush almost like nothing. Yep. It'll only mm-hmm. do a 40 damage punish. Can't yep. launch you. Yep. Risk yep. reward entirely in your favor because you get a launch. Yeah, and it's it's. I hate when they remove stuff like that. And it's mm-hmm. a Hachi, yeah. like Hachi's, uh you know, full crouch while sending launcher, while sending free one plus two. I loved the fact that 99% of Ayachi said while sending one into Iron Hand. Yeah. And then you had, you knew you were watching an elite Heihachi 
as soon as you block the sweep, you know, crouch cancel electric, and it's like, wow, that's a really good player. And when we mm. remove that, and now an average and a advanced Heiachi, they do the same punish. While sending free one plus two, and it's like, you don't remove shit like that, because that's the sort of stuff that in the end really makes this game shine, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like that's that's the thing then it's identifying what makes a character unique and making sure you keep that like by all means necessary like yeah. if like you mentioned negan's power crush being minus 15 and certain matchups then that wouldn't be launchable and that's cool right like that's something you got to take into consideration but if you just um just make everyone the same character if you just give everyone a 15 frame launcher it's not fun that's that mm. isn't just not fun yeah. um you know matchups should be a thing i know it's not a bigger thing in this game than it is in other like maybe 2d fighters but um, it's still a thing and I think it's interesting as well it's interesting to talk about interesting to watch mm. and to see how people deal with that weakness in a, in a match that's and, and like Tekken is a deep game and when you break it down on that level like wow look look how he dealt with this weakness of his character but managed to win the game anyway you know giving Heiachi yeah. that Watani launchers like again you wouldn't want to do that anyway because Heiachi players are quite technical and execution heavy and they want to be able to crouch dash uh, crouch cancel electric they're not the kind of people that want to have an easy mode punish for that shit, you know? Even if it didn't make him a stronger character, like, I don't think many Hayachi players' mains would be happy about that. You know what mm. I mean? So, yeah. um, you got to identify what makes a character unique and just keep keep it, you know? Don't just make everyone the same. Bob's never had a 15-frame launcher. Why did you give it to him? Yes, he's mm. a stronger character, but, you know, people shouldn't be happy about that if they are. I Yeah. Um, um, I, I, yeah, I, again, I, I, I don't like up forward four as, as a move, what it implies, what it suggests, what it represents. I don't think Bob is suddenly like a massive threat for it. I think the same, his same fundamental flaw from before is present here. The thing with Bob is that, um, he, he, do, he doesn't really have any weaknesses, but he, he doesn't really shine in any one area as well. In an infight, when it comes to a brawl, he gets out punched and out down forward one by you know the usual suspects. When it comes to a spacing match, he's still not as quite as good as Mishima's. He's the four out of five on everything character, like A plus is yeah, on but, everything, I mean, not S at anything. I I get what you're saying, but I don't know because like, with Bob, like sidestep one plus two, down forward two, the power crush, um, his lows aren't as bad as people make him out to be. They're not the best, but they're not they're not the worst either. Back two, 13 frame mid, mm -hmm. um, and when you couple that with the sidestep one plus two, you know when you do back two on its own. You kind of have to be careful because, like, shit, they might do side step one plus two here because it's a very common sort of setup, right? Back to mm. side step one plus two. Like, yeah, yeah. she has a lot of moves that can that can body you in a close range, and his yeah, jab yeah. is super good as well. No, his, his jab, jab always excellent. been really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good um, um, so I think he, he can fight. He can hang with people in that. I mean, we just haven't seen the thing is I'm, I've always been surprised as to why people didn't play Bob more. I think yeah. I, no, I he was really thought good he was a really good three. character. He always was. Yeah, I mean, which is gen generally, yeah. Um, I always like thought he was good. Yeah, he was good in season three, and he's even better now. I I just don't see him as top five material still, to be honest. Mm. But we'll see. Nah, maybe we'll see. maybe not. Yeah, I don't. Maybe yeah. I don't know. I I wouldn't put him top five either. I I don't think I've seen enough mm. yet. Exactly. Um, or or looked into it enough. I don't. I'd say top five. Um, but I, yeah, I I do think that he is super strong. And and I asked that on Twitter. The reason why I said what are his weaknesses is because I was sitting there trying to figure yeah. out what yeah. are his weaknesses, and uh, not many people were able to give me like uh you know a, I, a decent answer. I, I think the one thing you could possibly point out now is that his low pokes aren't the best. His, his lows are still mm -hmm. fairly committal, which is one of the reasons mm -hmm. why he just gets out brawled at, at close range and out poked. Um, mm. But and that and that is what is the best in this game, that style of play. So 
the best characters are the best at that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like he's really strong. He was strong before, and he's still he's even better now. So yeah, yeah, go Bob. Um, <laughs> like I think the other, the majority of balancing changes I'm on board with. And actually, I think Upford 4 is an outlier here, Bob's Upford 4, because I, the, the idea when, when it comes to most other characters was consolidating strengths and weaknesses. That's the sense I really got. I, it seems like they were quite careful not to fill in a character's weaknesses. Again, Bob is the exception here. Um, like just looking at my own character, Steve, they made his um, punishment a bit weaker. They made his lows, which were already not particularly scary, a bit weaker. Not massively. I, st- I still think he's super, super good. But mm. again, with Kazuya, they were they didn't give him a downward one, and they made what he was good at even better. Um, but he didn't used to be that good at shutting down sidestepping. So that, that's a yeah. little bit like filling in a hole there. But, you know, it's, it's not too over the top. Mm. Uh, um... It's not in a game-breaking way. It does set up a 50-50, so it goes in line with the identity, but still it's like it's a very, very strong tool to shut down people stepping you towards the left, which is mm. like the go-to thing against that yeah. character. Um, mm. But um, I find the stuff with Heihachi uh, a bit more troublesome. Like the while setting 3, 1 plus 2, making it even easier. Mm. Uh, I don't like it all. Uh, I mean, it's, it's great for Yachi players getting buffed hell sweeps. You know, uh, this is the second time they buffed a hell sweep. Uh, below, uh, the multiple low sweeps were made safer, and then uh, the while standing four four is now not launch punishable anymore from hell sweep, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah the, 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 everyone I've spoken to about Hiachi just not been happy with the buffs. Like he's <laughs> been given buffs and stuff, and just. They're like, oh man, this is ridiculous. I was talking to Joker. He's a really good Hachi player. And yeah, uh, he's his four like, four is crazy he, now. Like he's like, oh, this is stupid. What are they what are they doing to these missions, man? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you know there's a problem when you're getting when you're when the people that main the character are complaining about buffs, that's when you know there's an issue. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing everything they can except for giving them movement, basically. Yeah, yeah like literally everything possible. Is that all if you if you were to be given the movement? Uh, would you be happy with Hachi as he is now? Would you would you play him a lot more, or would you still think that maybe his lows could be a bit better? Like, what would you actually? What would you do if you if with Hachi? Uh, uh, God, what would you do with Hachi? I I find the most interesting thing to do with him would be to, well, uh, season two Hachi was really good in my opinion because he everyone didn't have crazy combos back then. Uh, mm-hmm. He got the buff. He got the new combo CD44, four, four, one ah, plus yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and his damage was actually it stood out. quite a bit over the average. He stood yeah, out yeah. in that department. So he was like, he doesn't have a lows, but he has a launching parry. He has the electric that now suddenly tracks. Um, if he launches you, he really gets rewarded. And then comes season three, and everyone matches him and goes beyond. And it's like, not as interesting anymore. Uh, and mm. with the new wall setting launcher. So I would uh, make him a little bit more hardcore again, remove the wild stunning launcher, and I would give Heachi insane damage. Mm. Like insane damage. I don't mm. think it would make him work. broken because he would be so flawed uh, still with the lows. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. probably what I would do. Just reinforce damage and frames and oppressive mids, basically. Yeah. 
I think that's that's one thing that really needs to change if we're going to identify something. Is there's no reason why a character that is has requires no execution, and and you know has crushing moves that will do it full wall carry into bare damage. Like I'm, I'll be, I was always, I'll be very very happy if like a character that like Hayachi that requires the execution. Like I play Joker a lot, and like Hayachi does damage in it, but I'm never angry at the damage. I never say that's stupid, that's dumb. Because like you know, it's not easy to get that damage. It's not. It's not easy. I'm not trying to be a fanboy of the Mishimas or anything. But no, with uh, with with Heiachi, it is it is a little bit hard to to get the same damage compared to other characters. You know what I'm saying? Like if I do a yeah. Katarina hop kick and I take you to the wall and I, I get like sixty percent, and it's easy. I'm always gonna find the wall if I'm Katarina. They buffed her wall carry. Um, so it's like okay, what? I I didn't take any. It, it took nothing from me to do that. But yeah, I think if you just reduce damage overall. And make damage a thing which gives a character identity again, because right now everybody has that damage. Let's make that a, yeah. a thing which is unique to certain characters. Like, okay, Lee has the crazy wall carry. Nina um, and you know the Mishimas have this big damage as well. But you know, damage should be also something that identifies a character. Mm. Yeah, and I agree. I, I and they could do a lot to actually differentiate between characters. Then. Um, but like the sad mm-hmm. thing about Mishimas is that again. We're back to you know pre season three where both Heihachi and Kazuya are kind of redundant when it comes to tournaments because the Devil Jin like season three was the closest look look Devil Jin's always been the tournament Mishima he's always been the best mm-hmm. one but in season three it's it was the closest they've ever been like there were there were actual reasons to pick Kazuya because he has yeah. the, the you know the best wave dash mix. Um, like, there was a reason to pick Heihachi because he was had the most oppressive, clearly, like, you know, plus frames and, and lockdown. But Devil Jin, again, like, they gave him his up forward four. They, they, they filled in that one weakness which they gave him in season three, which was the power mids. Um, yeah. So, like, I don't know. I, I just feel is there, like... Is there a reason? Yeah, I know there's a couple of Kazuya players that have moved over to Devil Jin now. Yeah. Like, yeah Why, wouldn't yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Like... A down forward one is so important in this game, and he has one, and he has the hell sweep, and his hell sweep is better, and he can like, you know, get dam free damage after a counter hit down back two for some reason, like a rage art. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I still don't think he's gonna, you know, he's suddenly OP or anything. Um, I, I still don't think he's gonna win all that many tournaments. He will win more tournaments than before, but he's still a hard character to use. But yeah, uh, but like but, uh, yeah, again with Devil Jin though, it's like uh, with the tournaments, it all depends on if Kudans is going to start traveling again. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, yeah. if he's going to start to uh, to go, because again, it comes down to the player. But yeah, uh, I've been seeing definitely a lot more Devil Jins around in the yeah. few weeks we've had season four. It's it's insane, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like you know, let's, just to go over what they did to him, they they gave him his his tag to Hell Sweep alongside. His comboing hell sweep from you know that he's had yeah. since second seven. So at the wall, his tag two hell sweep is terrifying. Uh, along with yeah, that, they it, gave him the new move, which is you know back forward it, two three, which is again terrifying. His wall game is way better. His power mids are better. Uh, his poking's better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it greatly also buffs his comeback potential. Should the timer be running out? Yeah. Those hell sweeps for with thirty eight damage, you know, it takes. Half a second, it really adds up oh, very yeah. quickly. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, the, the down back two buff is like out of left field. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. the up for 
for I, I'm I'm like hoping we're going to revert it because what I think they were going for was we reduce the distance, but back four is not guaranteed. Yeah. I'm hoping this is a mistake. Uh, um, that they thought it, it wasn't guaranteed. So I, I'm hoping we're going to increase that distance with an upcoming patch because he doesn't need it. Um, um correct me if I'm wrong, but regarding the up forward four, is that the the back four is always guaranteed, but like if you're at it, but if you do like a micro dash, you can get the the pancake flip back to the crazy Oki that he had in season one and season two. Um, but usually all you get is like a standing stun, right? Unless you, you're... yeah, exactly. You tag them and they're back turned and they go uh, and yeah. they they are like minus six or yeah. a seven. Oh, I don't remember yeah. the frames. Yeah. Uh, but getting the the flip is not hard if you're point blank. It's yeah. It's not hard at all. Yeah. Um, and even still, just just the fact that you get a follow-up hit, I just feel is yeah. too much on that character. Yeah. And especially he still has, you know, the glorious electric with instant recovery, tracking both sides. His hell sweep, they made back to one. 100% consistent now. There's no timing or anything involved. You just mash back to one. Does the right scaling? Does a shitload of damage? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It ignores like the scaling, doesn't it? It ignores the scaling. Yeah. Uh, now it's it, it's too much, and especially in consideration looking at, like, Afkazia, for example. Um, no, I, I just fix the up for four, uh, <laughs> and, and I can take the rest, I feel. Um, mm. What do you guys think about, you know, uh, Fakum Ram and Leroy? I, I think they're both super strong and super super easy, but I don't think they're clear number one and two anymore. I think they're easily top ten, but I don't think I think they've been ch chipped down enough. But we'll have to see. We'll have to. See. I think Fakram yeah. needs much more chipping. I think he's yeah. still a god. Like Leroy's yeah. still really good, but Fakram is still like yeah. I mean nerfed backdash. I can't nothing. Even, yeah, I can tell. He can still is, bumble is around and one, throw standing threes. Three are still like insane. Yeah. His combos are great. I mean, mm. back three was a big nerf, but he, he just has still so much crazy shit. And it's like guard breaks. And um, yeah, I think the he's main still issue, like, really good. Really, the good. main issue with Fakum Run was, um, in my opinion, with how many extensions he had from his from his standing uh, three. moves, yeah. standing three and down forward one. Yeah. From a down forward yeah, one, I mean, yeah. you talk about. Yeah, you talk about dinosaur uh, Aria. Like he hates, you know. You've spoken to him about this yeah. as well. Yeah. The amount of um, extensions you have from a down forward one. Down forward one is a very staple move in Tekken. Yeah, it's it's a great way to start your offense, and even mm -hmm. in a defensive manner, it's it's a good tool. You need a if you have a good down forward one, then you're you're you're, you're doing well. But he has a down forward one, which is really good. But he has down forward one two, down forward one four, down forward one into stance, and then from there he has however many. Um, uh, options, including yeah. a sweep, including yeah. a sweep, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so and, and a guard break, I believe as well, right? So yeah. I mean, it's too much. I, th I don't think that he should be able to go into the stance from down forward one because then the down forward one itself, as a mind game tool, becomes uh, very oppressive yeah. to deal with. You think, damn, yeah. is he even going to go into stance? You don't want to sidestep because the two will catch you and the four. Or it's just I don't know, man. It's it was I personally thought that was a problem. And the standing three too, having yeah. however many options from that too, especially with the rage as well. So. And that's everything that a newer player would hate too. Imagine a newer player. Imagine you just start playing second and you're like, okay, I want to play. And then your Fakram comes and starts pressing three, two, one, two, like that. 
it's it's not going to be fun for them. And if we can't deal with that shit, yeah, how yeah, the hell are they going to deal with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he still sort of just bumble around all day and lock you down with standing three and down forward ones. And it's well, first of all, it's not yeah. particularly fun to deal with. It's mm. tedious to look at. And yeah, he still has a three plus four. Um. I mean, they they chipped enough away at though, like like his his one two one is unsafe now, and like his his three four three doesn't give you a combo on counter hit. Like they they kind of chipped yeah, but, away but, at but all it's levels. It's the Leroy problem. It's like they fix this this this. Okay, but what about those other ninety five moves? It's yeah. like it's too much. It's, yeah, 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 okay, that's fixed. That's fixed. And then it's like okay, you look at the whiteboard, and it's still like ninety fucking bits of puzzle that are fucking dumb and you're like I, I know they're going like how do we fix this it's like Leroy how, how many patches has, has he been nerfed in yeah how yeah. many I, I feel he's probably still like top five you could yeah, most yeah, yeah. Just because he's but, easy he's, su- he's still super easy I think what they did with Leroy in season four is they really targeted his mid-range moves like his down one plus two has very little range now his forward forward one plus two has very little range now his orbital is slower so they really want you to um to get in and down fort want them to death which is great uh, uh but um yeah i guess that fort is an identity for the character at least he's they, yeah. they want they want you to get in i mean okay um they even buffed hermit a little bit they like they gave one more plus like they it was I guess oh hermit yeah on the hermit free four, four below it. plus one instead of yeah, neutral yeah, they, yeah they really want to incentivize hermit yeah but honestly mm. I, now in season four, the thought has just ever more so than before, just in my head grown. Like what 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 were they thinking with Launch Leroy? Yeah. yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> it's like it's just so mind-blowing to me. Nerf, 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 nerf. And he's still god he's still really, really good. It's like, what was Launch Leroy? Who who approved that thing? It's like, I, I don't understand. Did they look at the frames? Is that one plus two? It's like it forces crouch and is neutral on block and it hits from an Eiffel Tower away. Who? Yeah. Who it tracks to one side. It's like, who? And his orbital. Do you remember the original yeah, orbital? Yeah, 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 yeah. Minus nine? three. Like, yeah, it was <laughs> minus three, 21 frames and back one plus two, 12 frame. Yeah, uh, like, like hit launch. The whiff recovery on that too. You could just like back one plus two. Back, and that's that's basically and what people grounded. did. The yeah. orbital hit the ground as well. Yeah. yeah, that <clears throat> that was yeah, yeah, was quite simple. <laughs> yeah, it was um, insane. He's, yeah, he's. I think he's been through at least five or six major nerfs, and he's still, still top ten, easily. Top top five, probably. I mean, top I don't five, know. ultimately. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I mean, and they gave him. Didn't they give him a new move which has like an added parry into it or some shit? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The back. Up back to and, and it's called Enter the Dragon. I don't think it's all that great. Mm. It's quite it's quite unsafe on blocks, terrible on whiff. Mm. But yeah, another reason to be careful when you're pressuring Leroy, I guess. Yeah, that's I don't know, man. It's not fun to play against, man. Like you know, no. you have a Tekken character which has options defensively. You have hold back to block, sidewalk, yeah. Uh, you know, hold down back to block lows. Leroy can just be he has back to and he has parry, you know, as well, and he has these moves which have you know parries built into them mm-hmm. i just feel like it's i feel like and you, you know people might disagree that it's actually quite damaging for someone if let's say if you're new to tekken and you decided to pick up leroy to learn the game that would be damaging for you mm-hmm. because then you yeah. play if you had to play another character 
like your defense, you've learned defense by having to be like, okay, I'm minus six here, but fuck it, I'm just going to do parry yeah. and I'm going to get damage on it. Um, but you haven't learned how to defend. And I feel like, yeah, it's people are kind of getting carried by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a cane. <laughs> it's a walking <laughs> yeah. yeah, Um, for sure, for sure. Like I, you know, actually, um, you know, one of my friends was asking recently, like, I'm new to Tekken and who should I pick up? I'm like, well, Leroy's super easy and he's super strong. But the thing yeah. is, is that, like, is he going to teach you Tekken? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll put you on the wrong path, I think, yeah. if anything. Um, it can teach you Tekken, but, I mean, it's... defensively, you're going to be shite. So, yeah, whatever. I, I always thought that one of the best characters to learn Tekken with um, and do, and, you know, who's easy to pick up and can do well, at, even at the highest level, is Kazumi. Um, and, mm. I, and I really dislike a new move <laughs> yeah. because I like um, look it's great on paper but I actually tried to play her the other day and I kept getting it by accident mm. every time I tried to run in and do a dash jab and like that character is oh. like five moves you're either jabbing or down forward running occasionally a down back four like the character is is 3D fighter 3D fighter <laughs> fundamentals condensed yeah. so you should have easy intuitive access to those tools like most prominently the jab that the character is all about jabs, and yeah. it's, it now you can't do them. Like even in combos as well. Like like I find her really annoying to play now, and I'm probably not going to use her anymore. Like, I had a pocket. Yeah, that, yeah, oh man, do you know Kazumi is my most used character in Tekken Seven. I've used yeah. uh, people might not know. I actually use her more than any other character. Yeah. I love playing her. I think she's so fun. I love mm. watching Kazumi's as well. Um, and I'm so upset that I don't want to play anymore because yeah. it might sound like I'm over, um, I'm over exaggerating, but I'm not. Like, it's so annoying because yeah, yeah, if yeah. I'm trying to do dash jab in my combos, I get running one. If I try to, I try to whiff punish people by doing dash into jab one one two, I'll get running one. And yeah, running one itself anyway, it's yeah. plus seven on block. It's a high. You can sidestep it, and it pushes you so far back that really. Unless you're at the wall, you're not going to get any major pressure with it. It's budget like, electric. Back- That's basically what it is. It's yeah. So yeah. like me and Bilal tested it, and it's like, okay, you're down forward one whiffs. You know, your lows are going to whiff. Yeah. The try back two. Back two is the only thing that can really, you know, you can do stuff after the running one. So it's not even that good when you t- when you think about the plus frames, um, because oh, of the because of the pushback. pushback. There's a lot yeah, of pushback on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I guess oh. even if you if you do like a back dash, then maybe other things will whiff as well. You know, after running one. So only it's only at the wall where it's really kind of dangerous. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a bad move, but I just hate, I, I hate the, the input because this mm. it ruins you being able to do dash jabs. So maybe if they change the input for that, I don't know if it was intended, but it's really annoying. And I even, uh, your tweet, uh, Ari, you, yeah. that you tweet, I, I quote yeah, yeah. tweeted it. And then even Arslan was like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So even he's saying, yeah, I don't, I don't like that change. Well, you know, when, mm. when, when the best Cosme player in the world doesn't like it either. It just, it just like that character was designed around ease of use and like, she's intuitive. And you can, like, the reason I like playing as is because you can ultra focus on the opponent. I don't have to worry about really intense execution. I don't have to worry about, you know, I, I can just hyper focus on the opponent. And now I'm constantly getting inputs that I didn't intend. And it, 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 it mm. really detracts from the main appeal of that character. Um, yeah. And yeah, like, just, just make it running one plus two. Like, please, please. It's it it really yeah. like ruins the character. I think I think that is the single worst um, addition or change or whatever in, in Tekken Seven because it kind of murders her. Damn, yeah. uh, that is is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's yeah. that's really uh, 
No, because that's I, a claim, but no, really, really. Like I, on paper, <laughs> it seems great. On paper, it seems great. But I just do yeah. not want to play this character anymore because of. Yeah, no, point. I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to either. But yeah. I hope they change that. I really hope. Please, please change it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't even mind the down back four nerf. I don't mind the fact that they made it like the same on hit and, and counter hit because it's, it's you know, I don't I don't care about that shit. I don't care that back two got nerfed. I don't care about any. Just change that one. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I can just do my combos again. It's not a deep one, innit? I'm not trying to say like. You know, it it wouldn't make the character like stronger. Yeah. It's just it just brings back what Kazumi's all about. So yeah, that's it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, mm. okay. So I mean, I think we're on the topic of like some of the, the best and worst balancing changes. Is there anything particularly egregious that anyone wants to to kind of bring up or point out or Julia didn't get nerfed. Yeah. Like can oh, you yeah, can, yeah. can you imagine someone looked at her wall bounce? And they like, yeah, this this needs more recovery. And they pushed it all the way up to minus nine. Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh. Really? Fucking Julia, man. She got away with it. She got yeah. away with it, man. I, I think, murder and got away with it. I, I think I think Julia, like Geese, Julia, Steve are the three characters that kind of got away with murder the most in uh, season it's four. Zafina. I'm gonna be honest uh, with you, man. Zafina yeah, got yeah, away yeah. with murder too. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah, has yeah, not been changed at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, if anything, they buffed her. Actually, they they left the damage on some of her move, but they gave her like more transitions Damn now. Too, yeah. And one of her main tool, main weaknesses was that in Mantis, if if you get hit by a down three, if you sidewalk, you beat all the mids, and if you low parry, you beat the lows. So the mix up is in your favor after you get hit by down three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now they gave a homing mid, in. Down, after in, in Mantis, so even if you, if you try to sidewalk now, boom, you're gonna get hit by the uh, by the mm. by the mid, and then they buffed her tarantula as well, so she's in tarantula after that mid, and you've got to take another mix up. So yeah, they actually buffed her if anything. It's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I also yeah. think Eddie could have received maybe some more buffs. Would have been nice. Yeah, that would have been nice, but I've kind of given up on asking for it because it clearly don't want him to be, yeah. uh, you know, a a strong character or. You know, he's one of them characters like Gigas, maybe that they think if they give if they make him decent, that he might just be too overwhelming for people. I mean, we know uh in Tech Attack 2 how I mean he was yeah. disgusting in that game. Penance, hey, um, back on four on your <laughs> <left>. <laughs> <laughs> for life. Back one for life. Yeah, definitely, man. That 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 move was ridiculous, man. But uh they the, what they did is they gave him a new war a war combo. That's it. So they basically made he is now a season two or season one character. <laughs> they basically uh, yeah, give him yeah, shit they should yeah, have. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it is what um, it is, man. But I'm not going to get too worked up. By it. I'll just play Zafina or some shit. I, don't know. I, I talked to Dino yesterday and he, he absolutely hates the hatchet kick buff for, for Brian. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, he thinks that's... Too much. Yeah, it's too much. And it's it's not what, like, good Brian players... It's not the signifier of a good Brian, like, hatchet kick. It, it, it's It's... You know, it's just free damage, basically, and it really helps sort of mediocre Brian's sort of squeeze out wins a bit. But it's not what makes Brian Brian, or at least good Brian's tick. But has he enjoyed the punishment buffs, like for free, full crouch down for two one? Um, he hasn't standing actually, more range. He hasn't managed to actually play it much, but um, no. yeah, I, I imagine he's happy with the punishment buffs. But um, mm. yeah, he's just he's not on board with the hatchet kick buff at all. Um, yeah. Yeah. It seems like these hard characters, they're just being made easier to play. It just kind of annoys those players that have been putting time and work into them, you know, to yeah. to, to get good with them and, and actually use them at a high level. And it's like, yeah. okay, Look now you're Ar- just making it all easy. Akuma yeah. with the EX Tatsu. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
how many how many Akuma players could actually do like the death combos before? It's like one in two hundred do them consistently, and now yeah. it's like anyone I, I do them. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I don't. Oh. You know what? I don't actually mind that change though, because before basically it was super super hard to even like use Akuma. He's a great character, but like not many people could could yeah know, combo with him. And now it's opened the character up. Like I, I know you hate him, but now you can actually use him. Now you can, you can, you know, if you can't do um, FADC cancels, just just use EX Hurricane. <laughs> and I love that they nerf the damage of a hard option. <laughs> so yeah, then yeah. they give you. Come <laughs> on, like, oh, keep the damage of a hard option. You know, maybe they wanted to nerf a character overall, but I. I thought it was kind of cool that, you know, you had a few guys. It was an exclusive club. Not anyone yeah. could enter, and they did that mm. horribly but, busted shit. But now it's, like, open to everyone. It's, like, but it's, it's very interesting. But it's weird that it's, it's the exclusive club on, like, the Street Fighter character. It's supposed to be this character that's that supposed to bring in new players. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all into Street Fighter. I, I love it. But, like, like... Like the character was supposed to bring new players into Tekken, right? And like, like his execution in Tekken is way harder than his Street Fighter execution. Like, way, way, way mm. harder. It's on another league. Like, if a Street mm. Fighter player came to Tekken, like, I'm gonna pick up Akuma, they'd be like, uh, yeah, no, I can't do anything. So, uh, it, I think it, it, it's good actually that if you are a Street Fighter player and you like Akuma, then you can actually bring over your Street Fighter skills. What you, you can buffer a down three into EX Hurricane and do good damage with him now. So I, th I think that's what they always wanted with that character. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, again, it reminded me of um, before Tekken 7 came out, how we found out that grabs can be broken now with either one or two. And there was like a lot more time for you to break them because I just know people who had been grinding uh, practice mode day after day after day to try to learn how to break grabs and they were super good at it as well and they saw that and they were so pissed off I was I was dying I was laughing so much man and I felt bad for them as well um, so it's like I don't know I just it's go, it goes back to what we were saying before like you know when a character has an identity whether it is that they take a lot of practice and execution and this kind of stuff you know although you might think that giving them an easier option um would would make them happy what it actually does it just makes them more upset like now this hard work I've put in um it's all for nothing and um now anyone can just do it, and I don't, and that character loses that identity as a high execution character. And let's say that if Brian got given some of Leroy's shit, and then all of a sudden now, you know, you see a Brian play, and you think instead of thinking, "Oh wow, he's going to use Brian," it's that, it's that high execution character. You just think, "Oh look, it's Brian, that dumb brain dead character," you know? Yeah, and that's not. Yeah, him. I I think that goes both ways though. Like, um, like I'm 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 still unhappy about having to do that that uh count it down for two combo with steve because like i've played steve like i've been a steve main for like 12 10 years now like over a decade and one mm. of the reasons i picked him up is because he is a character who has a level of execution i am comfortable with if i wanted a high execution character i'd pick a mishima i'd pick brian um but steve had some hard stuff but it wasn't absolutely necessary and i could run my game plan with him now with steve it's like ah you this, you know, you have to do, yeah. you know, this incredibly hard combo, this incredibly hard conversion to combo off of his most important mid. And I just feel like <laughs> yeah. I didn't sign up for this Bandai Namco. Um, 
And so every time I practice it now, I also feel like, is this going to be removed in Tekken 8? Am I just wasting my time grinding this out? I kind of feel like it, it kind of feels like the kind of thing that might be removed. So, um, yeah. I think it's important to, to to manage player expectations and stay consistent with the level of execution that you're demanding of players for a character. Same with Kazumi. Like, uh, the new running one, um, I think you have easier combos, actually, but I think running two might be the best option after it. But, like, she's not meant to be oh, a high-execution yeah. character. But I think, yeah, sorry. I think you have back four as well, which does the same damage. But, like, mm -hmm. running one makes you have to think about doing a jab it adds it like yeah. you have to like tap back before you do a jab now and that's that's not what people signed up to do with kazumi no yeah, yeah. just annoying yeah. she's just that fundamental character she's quite easy to use and i think if she's great to learn the game with because there's always an option that she has to deal with what your opponent is doing and she has very fundamental tools like a down for one jab magic mm -hmm. four then left the magic four as well again don't give a shit just change the running one like you know, they they made the damage worse on it, but I don't. Yeah, whatever, man. Yeah. 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 Uh, actually, regarding regarding Steve, I don't think he should be able to combo off his counter hit down forward two at all. Like that's a mid homing, relatively fast. Like, and it's super hard to whiff punish because they, you know, he can still duck cancel after it. So I I think he should mm. just get like a bit of damage and not a combo. Uh, he still be um, top five anyway. Um, did we talk about Kunimitsu? Yeah, we should talk about Konimitsu. I think that's the best yeah. topic um, to go on to next. Guys, what are your thoughts on, um, you know, Kunimitsu, Spagimitsu? What are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Spagimitsu, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been playing her a lot. Yeah, me too. Lot, and, me too. Um, I feel like she is a character which requires a lot of creativity. I don't think that she is uh, on the level of, like, other characters when it comes to poking and stuff. Mm. But I think that when you take into consideration her back turn stance and... Yeah her like you know um set set stance and things that you need to play very creative see yeah. how your opponent is playing against her what options and the, you know she has options you know um and then fun. she also has the full catch the full catch mix up as well just in case you want to be a bit more risky and go for the big boy stuff so yeah, yeah i think pretty nice man yeah i think she's super fun i think she's very expressive and you get out what you put into her she i i, I think she can be a bit like annoying to play against frankly she's another character you have to lab against to know what to do against yeah. her um, but I don't, she doesn't scream like consistent tournament character to me. Uh, she's not, she's not no. another Kazumi, Shaheen, Steve, Geese, you know, the usual suspects. I think she's strong yeah. enough to win tournaments. I think she has all she needs. She has all the tools she needs, but I don't think she's going to make a big dent on the tournament scene. But more importantly, mm. I think she's super fun, super expressive. Um, and aside from a, a few weird hitbox issues, Concerning her forward four and back turned one three when it comes to combos, that shit drops all the time and it's super annoying. Um, I think they did mm. a really good job with her. Um, I especially like how her combo structure is set up so that you have to choose like, ah, do I want wall carry? Do I want okizeme? Uh, do I want damage or do I want max damage but a side switch? Um, so mm. I think more characters should have that. Um, and I and I feel like in that respect, she's kind of like a testing grounds for what they might be going for with Tekken Eight, as in um, get, having to you know reinforcing player choice. <clears throat> yeah, um, and you know, another like uh, thing which is not gameplay related, but like Kunimitsu in Tag Two, boring, mundane, dry, fucking, dry, dry. Like, yeah, think of shit. Like, uh, like 
yeah. Ninja Shaheen, basically. Uh, she was like, down 4-1, <laughs> down 4-2, the character. Um, Literally, yeah. But in this game, she looks really cool. Her animations look awesome as well. Like, yeah. And they've done that with like Zafina as well. I didn't give a damn about Zafina in Tag, in tag yeah, 2. Yeah, yeah. In Tekken 7, yeah, she's strong, but she actually looks cool as well. Just like the design. Um, and someone also made a point to me that, you know, Rage Drives... Like the rage drive has been for her rage drive looks really really cool and yeah, I think so as time has gone on they've been able to you know design certain rage arts and rage drives to look better. Um, so yeah, if if this is any look on how we're going what we're going to be getting in the future, I'm I'm happy, man. She looks cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. What are your thoughts, mm-hmm. mate, man? Uh, I I can't add too much. I haven't played her almost at all. I have like sixty minutes with Kunimitsu yeah. or something, and she looks cool uh, from what I've seen of other people players. She looks solid. Uh, and then, yeah, doesn't look top tier, but uh, I guess we'll see. But looks mm. solid, very mix-up based. Uh, I like her moveset. She feels very unique. I like her costume. Mm. Uh, one thing I do dislike quite a bit is that Ender, where she throws the, uh, what's it called? Shuriken, Huraiken. Yeah, maybe. It's something about the animation when that hits and she comes close. It just lasts a little bit too long. I yeah, feel like it, yeah. it's a long combo and then that comes and it's like it breaks the pacing a little bit too much. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot of anime cool. stuff with her. There's a lot of anime. Like, yeah. There's a lot of cinematic <laughs> anime. Like her, her, her uh, Sensei Nagake 2. Oh, oh, it's like, so long. It's so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, like I, I think that's something they're probably gonna do for Tekken 8 as well, adding like little cinematic um, interludes with counter hits. Like I, that's an experiment they tried with the Setsunagake too. She goes, you know, into that little sword kata or you know kunai kata afterwards, and then then you can do your combo. Um, yeah, mm. that's probably something I imagine we'll see more. Um, this generally happens with a game like towards the end of its lifespan, they start testing ideas for the next iteration. You can see some new ideas both visually and in terms of gameplay mechanics being uh, tried with Kunimitsu. And I think they're pretty good. I mean, then they're, they're not, uh, you know, especially the, the combo structure thing. I think that's something that, that should have been in Tekken 7 in the first place. Um, as mm. for the little, an- the little anime interludes, I think they're fine. I think they add a bit of visual flair and they're not that long. Maybe like, maybe like a, like a nanosecond too long. They could have, they could have make them a bit more succinct. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I agree. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Like anything else you guys want to add about Kunimitsu? Um, yeah. I just, I just, uh, I, I'm happy because it looks like they've now added in a character which they could have made really stupid, but they didn't. Um, that she, you know, she's unique and and again has very um uh, u- unique uh things that make that give her an identity. Mm. And let's let's go back to that man. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I know she has ridiculous wall carry by the way like yeah. literally ridiculous yeah uh but, but her wall game does. isn't that isn't yeah. all that strong i think i mean maybe it's maybe there are some some tricky setups that i'm not aware of but like her oh her, her standing like one of her big weaknesses is her standing lows like they're pretty pathetic oh yeah they're not um, great they're not great at all yeah um you have to kind of go full crouch to do some good lows there yeah you have um, to be in crouch um she's got a scary mix-up from back turn with her throws i mean you have to set up your damage you have to condition the opponent to respect you to open them up you can't just like run in their face and do a big scary low and yeah you know 
Um, or get pressure, you know, like that. Like even getting plus frames, you don't have any plus frames on her lows, right? Unless yeah. she goes full crouch. So, yeah, yeah. yeah still, I mean, yeah. So she has an, uh, she has a clear identity as a character, mm. uh, strengths and weaknesses. What we don't want to see is in the future patches they just give her down back four more damage and fucking yeah. plus six in, in frame. You know? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's what we don't need, and like, that that sort of thing. What we've been seeing, which is like, okay, if a character has a weakness, it's fine. We can work around those. You know, as a as a, as a player, as a competitor, that's what you should be trying to do, and you know that's fun sometimes to try to work around your weaknesses but um yeah you don't want to you don't want to get rid of that identity of her but yeah. she got released and she's not broken or anything so i'm happy she she has some really like um unorthodox mix-ups actually which is super super cool like her her counter hit uh, mid from setsunagake setsunagake 2 the animation for that is super similar to her while standing too which has a string follow-up right so what you can do is once you've conditioned them to expect while standing two four you can then just do set two and they're like ah is, is there a follow-up coming but no you know you're, you're mm-hmm. at minus nine after your counter hit you know your combo counter hit mid so like there's lots of cool stuff with her like that which i really really enjoy uh which is quite expressive and unique and interesting um something that really stands out about her is, her, is both her her backwards and forwards movement i mean her backdash is amazing um and her forward movement is also amazing. So she can nip in and out um, of the yeah. opponent's range. Um, when it comes to her backdash, though, it's it's fast, but it's not evasive. Like, can you, like sorry, like uh, Zafina's. Because mm-hmm. she has a very wide stance. So, like, w- mm-hmm. with Zafina, like, you can backdash. And with Elisa as well. You can backdash out of a lot of pressure situations that other characters can't. Which is one of the main reasons her characters are so good. Uh, Kunimitsu can't do that basically in terms of evasion her backdash is just pretty much like everyone else's her sidesteps rather average too but the speed on it like she can create she can create space and close space very quickly uh which gives her a very unique flavor i really like that yeah yeah that's yeah. definitely really cool uh she can do set stance hold back to to stop running i uh, yeah. hold down to go into full crouch so you yeah. can access your full crouch mess up that way and yeah backdash movement is really good too yeah so yeah i mean solid character man yeah, fun, yeah, fun yeah. character fun fun yeah. yeah um yeah yeah so like on the season four topic list i guess there's there's this is one last question really and then we're gonna kind of close out the podcast is um is this it for tekken 7 do you think uh what would you like to see regarding the, the new character like it seems like there's one more character to round it off to 50 and would you like to see a season five or just move on Ooh. to you know f- new pastures I'll let me man talk first because he hasn't yeah, yeah, spoken yeah. for a while. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. probably going to have to say move on. Uh, Tekken 7 is great, uh, but with four seasons and with all of the changes they've done, I feel like they've done pretty much all that they can with the system. And I'd love to see a new system rather than a new iteration of what I see as Tekken 5, basically. Just, mm. you know, some alterations, some significant alterations, but. Uh, no, I, I'm very, very ready to do something very different and with maybe 25 to 30 characters again. And uh, yeah, change things up a little bit. Interactive stages with obstacles, you know. Uh, do something massive. Uh, and next gen, getting a little bit... Yeah, the Tekken 7 is great. Season 4 is amazing, netcode and all. But I feel like we've seen, <laughs> we've seen yeah. a lot of Tekken 7 now. And it's... A season five would be too much, I think. Yeah, mm. yeah. I and, and considering how 
it, it, it kind of seemed like with some characters, they were kind of like, what do we do with this character <laughs> when it came to balancing changes? Like, I think the biggest one had to be like Shaheen. His new move is just like, why would I ever use this? Why would I ever? <laughs> it looks so cool. Have you seen the it, animation? It, but it's it's just his side throw. It's literally just his, his, his side throw repurposed <laughs> into a hit throw. It does look cool though. It, well, it cool. is his side throw. Yeah, just 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 do I it. Was yeah. that for the first time, I thought it was oh, what an amazing animation. <laughs> they yeah, made yeah. recycle. <laughs> they did. There's a lot of recycled <laughs> animations. Yeah. Like, look, they care. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's quite a few recycle. Like, I think the coolest new animation has to be uh, King's uh, Hogan. Hogan, like, yeah, that's sit. cool. Yeah, that's it's cool. cool. He basically got Hulk Hogan's signature move, which is like great. Now he has like the mm. rock bottom and he has the stone cold stunner. He has everything. So it's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, King Pay's going to lose their shit over that as well. You know, yeah. oh my God. You know, they get hype. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the character's yeah. all about, though. So it's great. Um, yeah, absolutely. But Spag, yeah. do you want to see some five and six or? <laughs> oh, man. You know, it's it's tough because, I mean, first of all, short answer no, I, w- I would like to see a new game. I loved the pre-release hype uh, with Tekken 7, that oh, whole yeah. thing was so cool. The excitement and everything. I, I want that, especially after this year. It's been a shit year, man, for everyone. Mm. And it would be nice to have that excitement and just, you know, being able to get hyped for a new game. Um, and like you mentioned, I mean, basically, basically everything you said, I agree with you. Like, you know, it's, we've they've done a lot with this, with this game and we should be very happy as a community where we are mm, at the moment sure. with Tekken 7. Um, yeah. Because in Tekken Tag 2, there were times where we didn't even know if we'd make it onto the main stage at EVO. Um, and right. now we're here with a much bigger community um, with uh, hype around the game. You know, some could say, you know, the best fighting game currently, you know, and mm. it's it's done a lot. It's been a good, it's been a good run. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I would yeah. love to see a, a new game, not because like I said, it's bad or anything, but it's mm. just been a while, you know, um, and think about it. If you're Korean or Japanese, I mean, they've had it for longer than we have. They've had an extra two years. I wonder how they're feeling. 2015, uh, like May 2015. Yeah. It's, it's coming coming on to like yeah so i know nee was saying that he wants uh <laughs> he's he, he tweets all the time no more no more just take an eight, <laughs> take an eight. <laughs> so yeah i mean I, I would i would love to see taking it yeah. that's that, you know that's kind of what the business model is these days a games as a service right i mean um the cost of them has gone up you want your especially if it's a competitive driven game you want it to last um, and for that mm. reason i i kind of imagine tekken 8 in its own way is probably going to be kind of season five it's i don't see tekken 8 as being this massively like groundbreaking uh, you know innovative game that shakes the fundamentals of tekken up i think it's probably probably gonna be quite conservative um and i imagine the share i really hope you're wrong i really hope you're wrong i hope i'm wrong too but i imagine if i'm a shareholder at bandai namco you're gonna be like ah tekken 7 did well another one of those please you know oh man um, I think they need to identify as well why it did well. That's very important. Um, yeah. I don't think, for example, everyone tells me that Akuma will be in the next game because it, Tekken did really well. I'm like, dude, come on, man. Akuma didn't need down three Hadouken, EX cancel, back one, Demon Flip into a billion damage for Akuma to be hyped for the people. You know, He could have just been a, a completely different character, but just because he was in the game, I think was enough for people to get hyped. 
Um, so that's one thing I think, you know, is just one thing they should identify. And just other things, you know, like what made the game hype. I and mean, I think visually it was, um, yeah. it was really beautiful to watch. From Tag 2 to now, go watch Tag 2 matches, man. And you'll see just how yeah. beautiful Tekken 7 looks now with the new engine and stuff. You know, the animations and everything. Rage arcs yeah. and rage drives. and It's a crowd-pleasing all game, this for sure. It's a crowd-pleasing game. Yeah, it's a huge yeah, reason sure. why it, it caught on on Twitch and captured like a, like a general public's attention. It, it looks hype. And it's easy to, it's much easier to digest and understand than Tag 2, where it's like, you know, people supermanning in and like white flashes going. Like, it, was, it was like, what is this? Yeah, so, um, long rounds as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah exactly. Long rounds. Yeah, that's a, that's a big thing too. Um, so I would like to see Tekken Eight, and I would like to see um a different game, and I want to see like you know, just innovation. You know, like yeah. just uh, change it up a little bit and uh, make it less volatile as well. Like and yeah. give give characters their identities back, man. Have some characters that have clear strengths and weaknesses like they mm-hmm. did before, and and you know let's work off that and uh, make an interesting game and a deep interesting game. Yeah, yeah, I. I would love to see them, you know, shake things up with Tekken Eight. But trust me, I feel like Tekken Seven is in its own way, like Tekken Five Point Seven. I feel like not just since two thousand fifteen. I kind of feel like we've all been playing the same game since two thousand and five. Like, I I would yeah. love for Tekken Eight to really shake things up, but I doubt it. Mm. But we'll see. I'd love to be pleasantly surprised. I'd love to be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I mean, I mean, at least we know they listen to the community, so maybe you know, maybe they will. If we should maybe do a whole podcast just talking about what we want to do for Tekken 8, you know, and see if yeah. they listen. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely... Yeah, I mean, we, we'd love innovation, but yeah, Tag 2, big financial failure, 1.5 million sales, uh, by all accounts, disastrous. And then you have Arad and Murray pleading with the board of directors at Banai Namco, please let us attempt Tekken 7, and we know yeah. they got a lot of plaque for Tag 2. Eventually, yeah. they get to make Tekken 7, and we can tell with a very limited budget. There's, yeah. there's very little content, and they recycled like crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot yeah. of facial animations that were in Tekken 4 and 5 are gone. They didn't even translate those properly into Unreal yeah. Engine. So, yeah, like, yeah. a lot of aspects are missing as well. Um... And now you know when they're, they are probably working on Tekken 8, and you know the same board of directors are saying, don't take another fucking chance. Yeah. You know what happened to Tag 2? Don't fix it if it ain't broken. Tekken 7 is selling like crazy. Do this, but do it next gen. Yeah. They probably yeah. have a fucking gun to Arana's head, is what I'm guessing. But yeah, uh, yeah I, would love, I would love innovation, but the odds of getting innovation are probably like zero. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know, it's it's um, Tekken Seven was kind kind of lightning in a bottle, and I think there are many different factors as to why it was so successful, both in and that's out of the, the thing, game. Though, it's, it's like identifying that's the hard part. Yeah. That's the thing that they need to do if they can do it at all. Is because it's such a different game to Tag Two. Like you can't say, okay, so we changed a few things here from Tag Two to Tekken Seven, and it's super successful. So it must have been those few things. They changed so much. They, they it's a completely different game. So uh, to be able to identify what exactly brought people to this game whether it was even just the legacy of it like i remember i was at um some conventions when they brought tekken 7 pre-release and i got a bunch of people coming to me like yeah i used to play tekken 3 back in the day and i saw this one and i'm super excited to play it and it's like it's not necessarily got anything to do potentially with the system of the game but it's just someone that went and came to a convention he's like oh i know tekken i used to play tekken 3 with king and Jin, and it looks (laughs) amazing look at that all the flashy rage art and that like and then he's going around his play so it could be anything, but it's to, to be able to identify that's the, it's the hard thing. Yeah. But I really hope yeah. they can. And, you know, um, I trust them. I, 
Yeah, I would love to see actually Second Egg further going into like the roots of what made uh, Tekken such a kind of a global cultural phenomenon. Um, and I, I think a lot of that is is in Tekken Three. Like Tekken Three is still the game that most people think of when they think of Tekken. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of reasons for that. I think when it was released, like fighting games were much, much more popular than they are now, especially with like a, a general audience. I mean, fight, fighting games were a spectacle back then. They're, they're kind of, they were the system sellers because they looked better than other types of games. Um, yeah. But nowadays, that's the exact opposite. Like they're, they're a very niche genre. Um, hmm. But yeah, I think it's very, but, very yeah. yeah. No, go on, go on. Sorry. But yeah, I mean, I just wanted to say about it's still kind of nice to see that what MK11 I I heard was like the best-selling game of 2019. Yeah, like um, I no way, what? the best-selling fighting yeah, game, it's and it's insane. I think hmm. in I saw in in the states it was fourth behind like Call of Duty and and you know the typical like NFL that kind of stuff. It's in the top five in terms of best-selling okay. best-selling wow. fighting game. Best-selling fighting best-selling game. game uh, it's like not only fighting game, but in in a very large category. Like it sold like crazy. Yeah, it did. Crazy uh, good. Yeah. And and I mean, Tekken Seven is like we're probably gonna see seven million sales. Uh, so that's awesome. But yeah, I, I guess a problem for Tekken Eight would be if uh, the Street Fighter team get their shit together. Uh, yeah, that's happened. a big thing. One of the reasons Second Seven did so well is because it kind of filled yeah. the hole where. You know, that Street Fighter Five left because that didn't really catch on. They made they made a lot of mistakes in that game's release. Um, yeah. yeah, but like uh, it's interesting that you bring up Mortal Kombat. I mean, we're kind of going off on a big tangent here, but Mortal Kombat recently released this DLC for like um to make um the characters look like uh, the Mortal Kombat One movie. So you have like Christopher Lambert as, as Raiden and stuff like that, and and. It, <laughs> And that's cool because it just shows such a self-awareness about its own legacy, right? And it's tapping yeah. into that nostalgia. And I think Tekken should do that. It's one of the biggest things in its corner. Why haven't you released, like, legacy costume packs at this point? It, it's free money. <laughs> it's free money. People yeah. would lap that shit up. I don't understand why they don't do it. I um, think, like, also outside of um, the game itself, like um, one thing I really see often is like um, with with Street Fighter, Capcom and stuff is like collaborations uh, for for merch and stuff. Like you'll go to the Uniqlo and you'll see like all these Street Fighter X Uniqlo sort of clothing. Yeah, and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, that stuff does not exist with Tekken, man. Yeah, like everybody has been begging. People have been messaging me like, "Spag, can you talk to someone about getting you know more mer- official merchandise for Tekken? You know, whether it be I mean, we've got this thing. I've got this. Um, it's only at the finals you really get a Tekken oh, World shit. Tour, but it's like a little water bottle." Yeah, here we oh, go. I have, I have it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I have that too. They only get you only get merch. Do I have something else here? Somewhere? Um, I've got, I've got a little bag as well, maybe. But I mean, you only get them at the finals. I wish they would do more of that because you know you want to. People are just ready to give their money away, man. Like, and it might it might do good for the brand as well for Tekken. You know, just generally, if you yeah. do like collaborations with different companies and have like all these clothing and stuff. I don't know. It's, it's a popular game. People know about the game, you know, even if they don't play it, people know about Tekken because of Tekken 3 and stuff like that. So, you know, if you can do some of that, I mean, it'd be really cool. I, when it comes to my, I, I kind of want to give a, a shout out to, um, there's this, this guy called Ken's Builds and he does incredible, like, streetwear that are inspired by Tekken. Um, I just want to give a shout oh. out because his, his stuff's amazing and it's completely, like, <coughs> like, undervalued. People, 
don't know about it. So I'll probably yeah, drop a link. I'll probably drop a link in the YouTube when I when I put this up. But yeah, like this some... one, Arya. Oh man, you got lots of stuff. The little uh, this was all at the finals at Thailand. So they give you like a little goodie bag, and then you can yeah, like you yeah, got like yeah, a badge, yeah. a water bottle, and little bag like this. And, but uh, even that's well, fairly bland. Fun. Like you know, like put put like it's the... pretty bad. <laughs> like it's just like. Tekken 7. <laughs> yeah, right. Tekken 7. It's a bag with like 7 stickers on it. Check this shit out. <laughs> yeah, That's sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I... I, I oh, it's amazing. Imagine that JB style, man. One idea I had is like for master events, um, like if you had a France master event, you'd have a French character. Like I know Lily's not technically French yet, but like you have a you have Lily on the and JB style T-shirt available from when the master events fi- uh, starts to when it finishes, and it's available online and at the at the event itself. For uh, versus fighting, for example, master event in UK, you have Steve. Um, for the Korea master event, you'd have Horang, and like this, these ideas, I think, I mean, they could do so much more with with mm. with like the merchandise and stuff. They do it a lot in Japan. You ever go to Japan? You'll get like their tournaments and you'll have like official Tekken t shirts for it, you know? Um, they did it pre release as well with Heiachi and Law. I've got the Asuka one, Lohai getting out from the Osaka Challenger because she's an Osaka character, I believe, uh, Asuka. So they made special t shirt for that event. I think that kind of stuff would just be cool as well, man. Yeah, just get, yeah. it, get it going, man. Like outside of the game as well, there's things that can be done to make the game more popular, I think. Yeah. I I, yeah. I I just like to see Tekken be more aware of its own legacy, and like like going again back to Mortal Kombat, like everyone kind of dropped off the Mortal Kombat boat from Mortal Kombat Four up until Eight. Like, does anybody even remember like like Armageddon, Deadly Alliance, and then MK Nine was like a reboot, and it's like, hey, we're just doing MK One Two Three again, but in three D, and it's even the same story, and we we know what you guys like, and we know what you associate Mortal Kombat with. It just showed a really keen self-awareness of the appeal of the brand. Um, and I kind yeah. of feel like Tekken has sort of drifted away from that um, in some recent iterations. I think Tekken 7 has kind of claimed that back a bit. And that's one of the key reasons that it um, mm. it caught on so well. But they could go even further in that direction for Tekken 8. Um, and yeah. I'd like to see that. Yeah, Let's um, see, man. I'm just hyped for the pre-release stuff again, man. Just want to get, get hyped for... A, a build up for the game because Tekken Seven was was so fun to, to to build up and our community is so much yeah. bigger now. Yeah, and it was so much bigger, man. I remember Tag Two, you only get like three streams at any one time, or f- three or four streams, and now you got pages and pages of people streaming the game. Like we're in a good position, man. And I hope yeah. that we don't go the route of Street Fighter because we are basically experiencing our Street Fighter Four. Yeah, guess you can yeah, say. yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah. we don't want to. We don't want a Street Fighter Street Fighter Five. Fighter 5 it. <laughs> please don't do a street fighter five please don't yeah 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 all right um guys say anything you want to bring up regarding season four or anything shout outs or yeah we, like, uh, just uh, I just want to give a shout out to Bannon I'm getting to him once again for um the amazing netcode because I can't wait now to to do more exhibitions and stuff, it's gonna. I'm gonna. I'm planning to do things with Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, USA, and and all sorts of people. Other things that I'm like planning to do. I've already been doing a lot of exhibitions, uh, and I want to do a lot more now just to provide some content and fun for people during this pandemic. So this has made it a lot easier and more hype uh, and doable. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, thank you for the hard work there for for season. Four. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, again, um, can just only state myself like great job with season four, and it was mm-hmm. also very nice to see the community be kind of wholesome maybe i will yeah. use that word things are in a much uh, better place 
overwhelmingly positive and it's been so long since i've seen the community actually step up and only have like good things to say about something mm. they release so uh yeah I, I guess it's just praise from all directions so great job and uh yeah pleasure to talk to you guys yeah um you, man. likewise absolutely yeah the pleasure is all mm -hmm. mine and yeah uh, thank you to bandai namco for a really good patch um Paradisan, uh, Michael Murray, all the Tekken devs, you did a great job. So thank you very much. It's super, super appreciated. Um, and chat, thank you very much for tuning in. That was Wave Dash 21. I hope you enjoyed it. It's an absolute pleasure, guys. Take care. A pleasure, um, everyone. Take care, man.